everyone, welcome back to another episode of Mission Daily. And this one's a special one because all you get to listen to is me, yours truly, Stephanie Postles, CEO of Mission.org. And normally I have my co-host Albert or I have a guest, but today it's just me and you listening. I'm really excited because this is a different style of episode. It's a two-part series where I'm gonna go through some of my favorite ways to reduce anxiety and stress to support your nervous system. So it's a two-parter because I wanna really focus on the first section, which is all around body and different tactics that I've used over the past couple of years to support me there. And then the second part is all about mind, not just traditional mindset stuff. There's gonna be some things there that you may have never heard before or at least have never tried. So why do I care about this? Point blank, because it's allowed me to be a better person when it comes to running a company, being a mom, being a partner, and most importantly, better to myself. So there's a lot of tips and tricks out there. I mean, we talk about some of them on the show around how do you grow things? How do you build the MVP? How do you get to $10 million? What's the best marketing channel? Social media everywhere, blah, 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 go, go, go. But if your nervous system is depleted and drained like mine was and stress and anxiety is holding you back in ways that you probably don't even know. I mean, that was me. I had no idea that things were holding me back. If you would have asked me, hey, Steph, how are you performing? I would have been like, at my peak, I'm the best. No, I really was not. Um, And that's because things were holding me back that I didn't really realize. I knew that my body was telling me things, but at that point, I didn't really know how to listen to it. So I remember back in 2020, I would always kind of realize that I had a, you know, shortness of breath quite often after having my twins. And that would come and go and then headaches and feeling a little panicky and inflammation would sometimes show up just randomly though. It wasn't all the time. And I didn't realize that a lot of these things, all these signs were signs of stress and anxiety and showing that my nervous system was not being regulated very well. So with that, that's when I started diving into a whole new world of being like, how can I find some things to help me? in a way that's going to not only help me be a better mom, uh, be a better person to you know other people, be a better partner, be a better CEO, like anything that I'm doing in this life, I wanna make sure that I'm being fully supported, my body's fully supported, my mind's fully supported, and I knew something wasn't right. I just didn't know what. Um, so for anyone who's been you know following my story for the past couple of years, then you already know that there's been a lot of events, I'll just call them events that have taken place that have definitely brought um, some stress to me and my team and my family. And um, it's it's been pretty intense. I mean, I'm talking divorce. Um, I think now at this point, it's about five different unexpected lawsuits from the same person, but still five of them, many, many false allegations. You know, at one point, it was the whole court case was up on YouTube live. And so imagine having the worst false allegations going against you on a screen where you're like, oh man, the whole world just saw a bunch of lies about me. How do I feel about that? That feels terrible. Um, A company that was on the edge of bankruptcy at one point, having to lay off some amazing team members. And then on top of that, trying to be a mom to three little ones. So it was definitely, I mean, still is, I'm still in it, still in many of these things. And it feels like it's been bumpy. But I will also say that I've been super blessed to go through all of this because Now I am so much more resilient than I ever was. And the only reason I'm able to speak about it the way that I am today is because of a lot of these practices that I've been doing for the past year. So I've been testing them out myself um, and I'm just super excited to share them with you all because I was going down rabbit holes realizing there's so many things that could potentially work 
Um, and so I was testing it a lot and some of them worked and some of them I was like, meh, I don't know if I'm really getting the results that I want. And so that's why I thought this episode would be awesome to be able to bring just some of the tested things that I have done that have worked for me personally and wanted to share that with you all. The one disclaimer I also want to put on this episode is this is not a fix. It's not a one-time fix. Um, to me, this is more about sustainability and being able to handle anything that comes to you. So life is always going to have things that pop up. Um, there's always going to be stressors. There's always going to be you know, people and events and jobs and just things that feel like they're coming at you, which we'll also talk about that kind of language. But there will always be things that are coming um, and are all around you. I mean, that's life. That means you're doing things. So if there's interesting things happening to you, whether you view them as good or bad, it means you're doing something. And my whole goal with a lot of these practices is knowing things will pop up, but how do you make sure that you're not going to get stuck in anxiety or not having your body be in a fight or flight scenario, like feeling that, which is definitely what mine was feeling. And it's more learning about how to view information as neutral. So, you know, oftentimes you'll get a piece of information. I know that this, this is me and I still work on this every day. A piece of information will come at me and my body will have a reaction. And now I'm very quick to notice, you know, is my body having a reaction? How can I treat information as neutral? It's not good, bad, or anything. It's just, it's a piece of information. And now I need to figure out what to do with it. And so that's also been a big thing that has helped me. So two parts. This first part is all around, I call it primal and body. Um, and that's because what I realized is when I first started diving into this journey, there was so much on, you know, meditation and mindfulness and just go do yoga at the top of a hill and just, you'll be fine, um, which we'll get into that. There's pieces of that that definitely supported me. Um, but there's also certain parts of your body that predate human language and they're not going to respond to thought-based therapy uh, like mindfulness or meditation or any of that. Uh, and so that's why I wanted to put it into two parts because this first part, we're going to be focusing on those more primal activities. I'm sure someone will be like, this isn't primal, but that's what I'm personally calling it, primal activities. So the first one that I love to get people involved in is scream therapy. I mean, I think it's called scream therapy, but it's essentially just screaming. And this is something, especially as a woman, that <laughs> feels a little uncomfortable for me because, I mean, you know, you got to be dainty and sweet and quiet and I've got kids and I don't want to scare them. And, you know, all the thoughts pop up in my head of why I should not scream. Also, I grew up in a household that there was lots of screaming. And so I think there's things from back then where I'm like, oh, I don't want to turn into, you know, what I grew up around because that wasn't supportive for me. However, screaming in an environment that, you know, you feel good about screaming in, that's not going to, you know, we're not at the grocery store just letting it out. Um, but like your car is a perfect example that it actually happened to me kind of by accident, I will say. I think that, I mean, it was about a year ago. And I think that there was so much, so many things bubbling up in me my body was just like what just exploded of like just a scream and it was kind of, maybe I was mid singing too I don't even know what was happening singing rapping I don't remember but I do remember getting to the point where I was just screaming at the top of my lungs and afterwards I was like oh wow that was good and I felt so different after screaming um so that's something that I love to introduce to people um with a caveat of make sure you scream correctly if you're just screaming with your throat, which I think is what I was doing the first time, um, you can lose your voice and it kind of hurts and, you know, maybe not the best way to do it. 
But if you look into screen therapy, you'll learn how to do it from your stomach. And so you will take a breath. And when you let it out, you are screaming from your stomach, not your throat. And so practice it a few times and see if you can get it. But doing it, I mean, well, I do it once a week now. Once a week, if I'm in my car, I'm going to let it out. And it's really supported me. And I think I had this rage inside me and this anger and, you know, resentment and all these things. And it really, I feel like helped me just get things out that I didn't even know were in there. Another example of why I think this is interesting is like, you can see it in, you know, if you look at kids, if you have kids, you've been around kids, it's really beautiful to watch how oftentimes they're already doing things um, that we're now learning or remembering how to do. And so if you look at a kid, you know, you'll see him in the grocery store, in the library, and they'll just scream at the top of their lungs, flip out, and then, hee, okay, I'm good now. And, and they're just getting it out and they move on. And so what I think adults right now are not doing enough of is processing it quickly and moving on. We're holding things in, we are pushing it down, and then it ends up popping out eventually at a certain point, but at that point it's probably too much and you're probably taking it out on the wrong person, um, I mean, it's just coming out probably the wrong times. And so this is kind of a controlled way of screaming to allow your body to process things and you to process things. And, and you might not even know what it is you're processing. And that's okay. I mean, a lot of times you're like, oh, I don't know where that came from. Fine. It's fine. You don't need to know. You don't even need to look into it. It's just like, it's gone now. So that's the first thing. Screen therapy. Look it up. Um, let me know if you've tried it. But it's one that I surprisingly really liked, even though I kind of had, you know, thoughts about it at first. The second one that I've really liked is all around um, stimulating and exercising your vagus nerve. And so there's so many different exercises that you can do, but a lot of them that I do are like simple ones you can do at your desk. And a lot of them are around using eye movement. And so I want you to look this up on YouTube, but just type in, you know, vagus nerve, eye movement, exercise, stretch, and you'll find them. Because a lot of it is just holding your head to one side and then looking up with your eyes to the left. So if you're holding your head to the right, you're gonna look up to the left. Don't move your head, it's just like your eyes are looking and you're holding it for 30 seconds. And then you're doing it on the other side and I mean, they'll walk you through some exercises and I will link these up as well, just some that I follow along with. Um, but that has the ability to shake things up right away and reset things really quickly because the vagus nerve is what activates the parasympathetic nervous system, which controls a lot. And so if you're able to do just simple eye movements while you're at your desk, while you're laying on your bed, that can really give a whole reset to that nervous system. I mean, you'll feel things. You will be maybe possibly yawning when you're doing it. You will take a big gulp of air possibly. Like notice what your body is doing when you're doing these exercises um, because that can just be a quick reset that takes two minutes each day. And I find myself now just doing it throughout the day because I'm like, why not? It's easy and my eyes need a good stretch anyways. So... Um, there's so many different reasons of why I do it, but I will link up a YouTube video for this one so you can see a couple different formats of it. Okay, the third one is shaking. So where this first came to me was actually in a plant medicine ceremony where my body started doing it without me knowing why it was doing it. And I was actually trying to control it like, oh, what are you doing? Stop. Don't shake. Don't move. I'm not sure why it's doing that. And then I realized it's actually a great way to process things out and shake things out. And there's a reason why we probably have the sayings of like, shake it off, shake it out, whatever it is. Like there's reasons people are saying that because it's a tested way to move energy out of your body. Look at animals in the wild. If you have a dog, if you have a cat, if you see any kind of animal, you will see them shake uncontrollably where you're like, oh wow, that's 
really aggressive, whatever you're trying to get off, you're not even wet and you're still shaking, um, just quickly and then they're good. Doing this with our own bodies uh, to me is also a huge way to process uh, things inside me and energy that I need to get out. So if I'm feeling stressed, I mean really going all out with the shaking. It's not just a little back and forth and dancing and stuff. It's really like you're shaking off like water on you or just letting your whole body vibrate. And really trying to make sure that every piece of your body is like moving around in, I mean, I would say I do it pretty aggressively. Don't hurt yourself, but I definitely do it pretty aggressively to um, really help get the effect that I want. And so I will find a video of this one for y'all too. I'm sure it'll look pretty insane and crazy, but shaking has been one of the best ways for me to clear stress and anxiety. Like if something comes at me that day and there's, you know, some piece of information that maybe is making me feel a certain kind of way or someone said something or whatever it might be, shaking is a good way just to like clear it. And, um, and I'm sure there's a lot of science behind it too. These are just things where I've personally seen it work for me and I'm sure there's a bunch of backing behind it that I can link up as well. But I'll find a video so you can see what kind of shaking, but just imagine a dog, aggressive shaking, your whole body vibrating and then you're good. Okay, next up, breath work. Everyone's talking about breath work. It's a big thing here in Austin. There's like breath work things happening all over the place. But the kind that I really like is the, it's the four, six, four method where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for six and you breathe out for four and doing this for two minutes straight. That's also something that I'll do throughout the day just to kind of control my breathing um, and focus on my breathing in a way that I hadn't focused on throughout the day. So that's another one, 464 breathing. I will also find either an article or a YouTube link for that. There's a lot of different kinds of breath work. So I would also say experiment. I mean, some people really love the kind of breath work that is holding it for longer or the kind that's like breathing really, really, really quickly like that, which in certain scenarios, I have like that. It can definitely feel very trippy doing that for sure. But for me, day to day, this 464 or doing box breathing is supportive just for like day to day. Okay, I know I've been throwing a lot, but a couple more. The next one is Rage Room, but with intention. So I've been to Rage Rooms before and I was like, Meh, okay, yeah, we're hitting shit really hard. It's super fun, breaking stuff. I feel like a kid, you know, back in my bad days where I was just 12 years old and, oh, there's a glass bottle, break. So it, it was super fun. But what I had even more enjoyment out of, and it felt like it was actually therapy, was when I made it intentional and every glass bottle, everything I hit was for a reason everything. It wasn't just hitting things to hit things, which also maybe could be helpful just to get anger out possibly. Um, but for me personally, I needed a good reason. Every single thing had to have something tied to it. And walking out of that room after just being super intentional with everything that I was hitting, it felt like I had released some resentment towards people, things that had happened, whatever, just because of hitting a, you know, a washing machine. <laughs> so rage room with intention or with reverence. Um, okay, next one is uh, progressive muscle relaxation. So all of these that I'm choosing, some of them are like, you can just do them during the day. I wanna link up a video of this one as well, but it's tensing up each muscle group in your body. And I mean every group. It's like, hey, can you start with your head and your shoulders and, and your hands and your arms, like tense it up, really hold it, hold it tight for 30 seconds. Okay, now we're gonna move down to your, your chest and your stomach, just that part. Now we're gonna move down to you know your legs and your butt and literally going step by step into different muscle groups and tensing it up for 30 seconds and then fully releasing it. And this to me has had a big impact on my body because I noticed, especially from you know not only stressful scenarios, but then also working in a desk all day, 
being in front of Zoom, whatever it might be, certain parts of my body were holding tension even after I would leave the office. Even when I would go home and just be holding the kids and stuff, I still kind of would feel that tension in my back and my head. Um, And so doing this progressive muscle relaxation, which is actually tensing it first and then relaxing it, was a good way to get my body relaxed and kind of done with the tension that it was holding for the day. So another good one. The last one, I'm sure you've heard a lot about this, cold exposure and heat in a sauna. I mean, that's been super powerful as well. And for me, I don't have to get, so many people go for like the coldest of the cold. I have just as many benefits of going into pretty cold than people who are going into like extreme, extreme cold. And so doing a cold plunge and then getting in a sauna, um, infrared if you can find it, has been really supportive as well from just like, yeah, for a stress perspective, anxiety perspective. The last one I want to throw in there is magnesium salt baths. So everyone talks about Epsom salt baths. I found out when I did my, um, when I had that woman who looked at my 23andMe and, you know, she went through all the different food groups and everything. If you didn't pay attention to that episode, it was one of the previous ones. I'll link it up. But she was like, mm, Epsom salt's not really good for your body. And she was like, but magnesium salt flakes are really good. So that is my new routine at least once a week is to take a full magnesium salt bath um, with some other things in it too. But that has also been uh, very helpful when it comes to the stressors that my body was holding. So that's a really large list that I just gave you. Don't worry, there's gonna be a lot of links in the show notes that you can find some of these things. But um, quickly to go back over it, screaming, screen therapy, uh, vagus nerve exercises, shaking, like really shaking hard, breath work, um, cold exposure, heat sauna, magnesium salt baths, and rage room with reverence. So I hope this is somewhat supportive to you guys on your journey when it comes to working with stress and anxiety, because, you know, if you're like me, you want to be at peak performance and you want to be able to not only support everyone around you, but then also support yourself. And so this has been really powerful for me in part two, I'm going to go into, uh, the mind and words and language And it's not just all mindfulness stuff that I'm going to talk about. There's going to be some things in there that might be interesting to you um, just around how I've kind of changed my perspective on things to really change my reality and what I've done uh, from a mindset perspective that has helped support that. So if you have any tips when it comes to body and my primal activities I talked about, I would love to hear about them. I want to hear what you all are doing, what's working for you, um, because I think this is such an interesting space and there's such disparse pieces of knowledge all around that it's really hard to actually figure out like which one should I try first and so I would love to hear from you all if there's something that is really working let me know maybe I can pull it into a future episode and give you a shout out and uh, look into it myself because you know we all could use a little more support also I would love it if you can go and hit that subscribe button I want to know if you all are liking this content send me an email infoadmission.org I would love to hear from you and we will see you in that part two episode Hey listeners, thanks for tuning into this episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you haven't already, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps spread the word and I would greatly appreciate it. See you next time.